Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Andy Taylor and this is my podcast. In today's show, we are talking about the peril of procrastination. Now, I will say that this is probably going to be a three-part mini-series in a way because, frankly, it's a lot to get through. And you'll see what I mean as I go through the, the initial introduction to procrastination. You'll see exactly what I mean. I'll explain as I go. So one of the main reasons why people don't yet have what they want is that they procrastinate, right? Now, procrastination by definition is not doing what you think you should do in order to get what you want. We've already discussed in a little bit of detail the, the perils of shooting all over yourself when it comes to getting what you want and even identifying your desired outcomes. What outcome should I want? That's a bad idea. So in the, in the context of procrastination, it's essentially not doing what you think you should do in order to get where you want to go, right? Procrastination, though, is a blanket term. So procrastination covers a number of things, in other words. Number one on that list is inertia. And that is what we're going to get into today. But there are four others as well that join the little club under the blanket term of procrastination. The second is learned helplessness, which if you go back through the archive, you will see that I've already done a podcast episode on learned helplessness. The third one is forcing what should flow naturally. So you've all been in a situation where you're doing something that you truly love to do and it has genuinely been effortless. You've, you haven't had to force anything. It's almost as if the stars aligned and everything works out just as it should do, right? Well, that is something that most people refer to as the flow, right? So where we're talking, what we're referring to in, in this little mini-series will be when you have to force what should flow naturally, okay? The fourth one on the list is chasing the wrong objectives. Now, for those of you who prefer the term goals, you can insert goals instead of objectives. That's fine. I'm not judging. But when you chase the wrong ones, you just really struggle to get started. You get, you, you get so hung up and you just can't seem to get into gear. You can't seem to get off the line, to use a racing term. And then the fifth and final one is resistance. Now, resistance tends to be something that appears once you have started. So resistance is something that holds you back. So it tends to just manifest itself either just before you're about to start and then suddenly it's almost as if you're trying to go, but you're not actually getting anywhere. So it's almost as if you start running, but then you end up running on the spot because you're still tied to a tree. Okay, the tree in this case is your is the resistance. So we're going to cover all of those things in like separate episodes to form this mini series on the perils of procrastination. But today's episode is going to be about inertia. So when we struggle to start or stick to a course of action, that tends to lead us to label ourselves and we tend to give ourselves really quite evil labels we're stupid we're lazy we're we're bad we're pathetic we're wrong and any variation on that kind of theme 
but it this is where we get to something that I want you to really take away and, and it goes for any internal negative dialogue that you might be faced with when it comes to thinking about your objective or desired outcome and that is that we're not you're not the enemy we are not our own enemy it's often simply physics so sir isaac newton has got a very famous physics quote that says an object at rest tends to stay at rest and an object in motion tends to stay in motion okay englishman very clever very proud to be english now the oed dictionary the oxford english dictionary defines inertia as a tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged and the secondary definition is a property of matter by which it continues in its existing state until changed by an external force just think about that for a moment and tell me that you don't recognize certain traits that you've seen either in yourself or in people that you might know where they tend to be quite happy to plod along, plod along, plod along, plod along, plod along, unless they are acted on by an external force. So they are happy to do nothing until the wife berates them about not doing the washing up. So then they get off their ass and they do the washing up. So, but it's, it's you know, that's kind of a, a funny example, but it's true and it's true in the essence of pursuit of outcomes and pursuit of goals is 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 this it works the same way you know we will tend to pursue the same courses of action that we've always pursued unless we are acted on by an external force so unless something comes up that kicks us into gear or shoves us down the road or pushes if pushes us off the edge of the cliff then we will tend to stay in the same state that we're in and often more often than not procrastination is basically a state of inaction now look at the the top the you know if you take a look at the first of those definitions a tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged right how many people do we know that are quite you know they're not happy in their lives but then they're, they're also not doing anything to change it they are remaining unchanged now that is to me even worse than you know someone who tries and fails i mean people who try new things and fail are heroes in my book because life is about change life is about progress it's about development it's about you know leaving the world better than when we came in essentially um, and that's maybe just my opinion but you and you'll have your own you'll you, you will have your own version of that but the, the point of life for me is to be learning to be growing to be developing as a person as a man as a as a father as a husband as a an uncle as a stepfather as, as a friend as a brother as a, a son right that's that's the def you know that's how i see my life is the fact that i just want to contribute i want to help i want to add value wherever i possibly can and that's my definition that's my interpretation that is what life means to me specifically and you as i say will always have your own version of that you may not be entirely familiar with it at this point in time but when you actually take the step back and here's that word again become aware you will start to see it 
emerge. You will start to feel it emerge and basically permeate your entire being. And that is such a wonderful experience because, again, with more awareness comes a different perception. And with a different perception and more awareness comes a different perspective, right? You can see as we start to go through, this, through these episodes and we're talking about different subjects, different topics, they are interlinked. And generally speaking, the, the weave that links them together and joins them is the, the core of what I do and it's the core of what I teach and hopefully put, it, put out in these, these podcast episodes is that awareness is critical. Becoming, becoming more aware of your life, of yourself, of the world is so important because it helps us to shift and it helps us to change our perspective and with an increased and a different perspective we can see multiple outcomes we can see multiple avenues that we can pursue that we can walk down or travel on in order to get to where we want to be so when we're talking about inertia one thing that i will say about inertia which i really really find fascinating is that it has a tendency to shift itself because once you take action when you actually get that initial shove and you actually start to go from inaction as jason goldberg puts it to in action then inertia becomes momentum and it's that momentum that just keeps us plodding along it keeps us going on you know as long as we have that awareness and we can see the picture that we're we're looking to pursue the outcome we've kept the outcome in mind talked about in yesterday's episode we can continue along the right path or a right path in order to get there and that momentum is is born from inertia the initial shove to get us going is the inertia and then as Sir Isaac Newton says an object in motion tends to stay in motion so you just keep going and you keep going you take the next step and then you take the next step but it all starts with that first step okay so that is That is how inertia affects us when it comes to our goals, our desired outcomes, our objectives, is the fact that the inertia is once we take that first step, it becomes a really strong, powerful ally because it's that inertia that keeps us going. It's that inertia that becomes the momentum that we need to continue. It's like um, we talked about very briefly, I think, in a previous episode about willpower being the rocket fuel that gives the rocket the initial burst of energy to get off the ground and break through the atmosphere. But then it's momentum that takes it further on its journey once it breaks through the the Earth's atmosphere and gets out into space. It requires much less effort to keep going, but it does keep going. It's inertia at play. Once it gets started, it just wants to keep going. That is inertia. And it is true that, you know, any kind of change process, any kind of developmental process or anything you want to do uh, with your life and your, your career or your business or your relationships, taking that initial first step is the hardest part. Often it, it's, it requires the most effort, it requires the most dedication, it requires the most um, 
force is is not an ideal word, but essentially, yeah, and we'll be talking about that in another episode of this mini-series on procrastination when we talk about forcing the flow. Um, but for now, let's stick to what we're talking about in inertia. Now, how do we how do we get going? How do we actually instigate the 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 first step? How do we take that first step? Well, essentially, there are two schools of thought on this one. There are two ways that you can potentially do it. And the first one is starting small. So you know, if if the prospect of just looking at your goal or you're looking at your objective, your overarching, you know, objective is daunting, then break it down. And, and this is what I suggested in my, um, my objectives podcast the other day, where we talked about setting objectives and projects and projects versus goals. And when you set the objective, the objective is the end result. It is the desired outcome. Okay. But on the way to it, you will need to be setting projects to keep you going. Now, what we're talking about here with Starting Small is what project are you going to set first? So what is your first project going to be? What's the first step on that road to your desired outcome going to look like? Now, Starting Small, it might be, let's give you a couple of examples. It might be... Um, so it's, say you want to save money, you you know, you might want to save, you might want to increase your bank balance. So you want to save a little bit of money. So it's a case of, you might think, well, okay, I'm, you know, I can save five, five pound a month. I can five, save five quid a month. Okay, that's starting small. Or if you are dieting and, and trying to, to eat healthier and exercise more, you can, you can walk to the corner store rather than get in the car or take the bus, right? It's only a couple of miles. You can walk that easily, right? It's a small thing. It's a relatively small thing. And it's like, you know, if you've got a sweet tooth and you're looking to lose weight, it might be ditching that second helping of chocolate cake. Okay, so the beauty, the thing about small goals is that they can escalate. So what you'll find is that, you know, if the five pounds a month may very quickly become 10 pounds a month because, well, it's not that much more and we can do without that second cup of coffee from Starbucks every week, right? So it does, you know, just because you start small, it doesn't have to stay that way. You don't have to stay taking tiny, tiny actions along the way because at the end of the day, and I know this from firsthand experience, that when you start small and you keep small, you get fed up really, really quickly. And things change. Things have to change. And that is a very good thing. And what we're talking about with starting small is just basically managing your projects. Or if you insist on using the term, your mini goals. Okay, so you're breaking it down. So you, you've broken down your desired outcome into manageable projects, which you can, you can complete in order to reach that desired outcome, right? So when we talk about starting small, it would be a question like what small thing can you do right now to get you started on completing your first project? All right. So you've identified the projects that you need to complete in sequence in order to get where you want to go to your desired outcome. So 
What small step could you take right now, this afternoon, today, tomorrow, this week, in order to help facilitate the completion of the first project on that timeline, okay? Now, the second school of thought on this is starting big. I know, no surprise there. It's kind of easy, isn't it? When one is starting small, you can kind of put two and two together and think that the second one is going to be starting big. Sometimes the problem with starting small is that it can be too small. I know, we're so complicated, aren't we, human beings? It's really quite crazy. So, in the context of starting big and, and in the context of helping you understand what I just said with regards to sometimes starting small can be too small, it seems too easy. And oftentimes our brain is a funny thing. If something seems too easy, then it gets translated in our heads as being not worth it. It gets translated in our heads as being, well, what's the point of doing that? Or, you know, are we serious? No. And, and we end up not taking it seriously. And that is the biggest problem is the fact that if you set your starting small task, your starting small project too small, then you're going to end up not taking it seriously and not thinking it is important enough. Now, I'll give you an example of that. Let's say one of the biggest things that people complain about when it comes to pursuing goals and desired outcomes and objectives is that they can't find the time. Okay, so the problem with starting small would be highlighted in this case by saying, you know, if, if you're, you might struggle to find 15 minutes to do something every day. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that. A lot of people do say that, that that is their biggest issue. They can't find the time if we're talking 15 minutes a day. And of course you're going to struggle. I mean, at the end of the day, we've only got 1,440 minutes in a day. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult to find 15 for yourself. So... What about doing it slightly differently? And this is where starting big comes into play. What if instead of trying to struggle to find that minuscule 15 minutes a day that really shouldn't be worth it, you know, surely it's not going to make that big a difference. What instead if we were to decide that we were going to take an hour or two hours or three hours? And when I say take, it's a deliberate use of language. It's not a case of find an hour a day, it's a case of take it, claim that hour, claim that time for yourself, claim that time to do what you need to do to complete your projects on the way to your desired outcome, right? Claim it. Don't half-ass it, just fucking claim it. Because when you claim it, you are really making the decision that 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 hour is so important for you, that two hours is so important for you, and what it does is that it shatters the, the illusion that you don't need to disrupt your comfy little life in order to transform it. What you're essentially forcing yourself to do is redesign your day around what you really want to do, instead of trying to change without changing. Now, and so instead of trying to find 15 minutes and not really taking it that seriously, 
what you do instead is you claim that hour and what that then does it kind of reprograms you to take it seriously to redesign your day to redesign your schedule around that it becomes a priority for you and that is what we're aiming to achieve essentially is the fact that you want to make changes because you're not happy where you are right now in one area or another or even life generally as a as a as a whole so the time that you need to make these to, to actually make these changes the time that you need in order to complete these projects on the way to your desired outcome it is important and it is important to you so we need to put the right level of priority on it otherwise our brain is just going to and that's where the procrastination kicks in if we start too small it doesn't take on the the right level of importance in our minds and that is a, a, a really really bad thing because we end up procrastinating and it is the procrastination that's where we get that terminology from because it's almost as if we're just doing nothing when in fact we're just we've got the right ideas of what we need to do we know what our desired outcome is and we know what steps we need to take to get there what projects we need to complete in order to get there but when it comes to how we start that process of changing if we start too small we don't take it seriously enough and when we don't take it seriously enough it is not a priority to us so start big just go for broke basically just get your shit together claim an hour or two hours or three hours a day and make it a priority because when you make it a priority it gets punted right up to the up to the top of the hierarchy in our heads and it becomes of it becomes a level of importance that we don't ignore and it becomes a priority a natural you know priority when we wake up in the morning that's what we think about rather than if we were just struggling to find 15 minutes a day it's really low down and you'd be very very lucky if you actually think about it at all during the course of an average day whereas if you claim that hour two hours or three hours to work towards your your completion of your projects to work towards your overall objective then you will find that you will get started so much quicker you will have that burst of energy you will have that burst of motivation that gets you off the ground to use the rocket vernacular and it's that that we're looking for right here and that's that that starting big does for you it, it gives you that boost to get your ass in gear to get off the ground and to make a start now just to give you a bit of a, a couple of examples as to how this works and it's just a very little exercise and I want you to to just pick something that you've been wanting to do for a while but you just haven't been able to get yourself to do it with any consistency right so you've been trying to find that 15 minutes a day to do this but you know you haven't taken it seriously if, for example improving your Spanish skills right you speak Spanish but you little rusty maybe you haven't done it for a few years so you want to improve your Spanish skills or you want to pay off your credit card or you want to learn Japanese okay 
anything that you can think of that you've been wanting to do for a while but just haven't been able to get yourself to do with the consistency that you need just think of something now and then what I'd like you to do now is what would you do if you were going to start small so what would starting small on those on that example on that thing what would starting small look like so to use our example speaking Spanish for 10 minutes a day right okay just going around the house talking to yourself speaking Spanish for 10 minutes a day okay that's starting small pay maybe five pounds over the minimum payment of your credit card or for learning a new language whether it's Japanese or any other learning one new word a day okay sounds pretty straightforward but do you see the the flaw the the downside that we went through in detail before where paying five pound off a day well that's not really going to make that much difference okay it, it become the priority is lessened we don't take it seriously the one new word of Japanese a day or whatever language it is we don't give that the priority it deserves but then what I want you to do now what if you were if it's answer the question what would you do if you were starting big right now this takes on an entirely new purpose it takes on an entirely new shape now when you think about those examples and the examples that we used when it comes to speaking Spanish improving your Spanish you would call a friend in Spain if you knew any or someone that speaks fluent Spanish and you would ask them if you could have an entire conversation in Spanish right so you call them up once a week and have an entire conversation in Spanish you would double the minimum payment on a credit card or even better yet pay what you know would make you squeak <laughs> from a monthly payment point of view so either pay the double the minimum amount or pay enough to be slightly uncomfortable okay now that sounds counterintuitive and counterproductive but would you pay attention to it then you bet your ass you would okay would it go under the radar hell no and then the third one would be and I know this 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 exercise was kind of formed in my head before the coronavirus kind of kicked into gear um, so the, the third one please do bear in mind that yeah so book a trip to Japan in a month and decide that you while you were there you're only going to speak Spanish uh, uh, Spanish Japanese okay now even in the world of COVID-19 that we live in now with travel restrictions and travel bans you could still join an online forum of Japanese speaking people or find someone that you know or make a new friend in Japan and talk to them on Skype and only speak speak Japanese I'm obsessed with Spanish I do apologize I nearly said it again but you see the difference between going big and going small okay so starting small it tends to be the the importance tends to be lessened we don't take it seriously enough to make it a priority and when we start big however it becomes so significant and it becomes a major part of our day that it takes on a whole new priority it gets right up there in our hierarchy of what is important today so we're not scrabbling around to find the time to do it we are taking that 
fucking hour or two hours or three hours because it is so important, because it has such a, a high ranking and it is such a, a, a priority for us. So you see the big difference. And this is how we basically cope with the inertia. We don't need to fight it. We don't need to push and force ourselves through it. We can trick it, essentially. We can start big and just basically say, right, okay, you're going to piss about over there. I'm just going to do this. And essentially, this is how we overcome inertia. We, we start ourselves in motion by going big. We start ourselves in motion by kicking it up to high gear and really bursting away from the ground in the case of a rocket or firing away from the start line in, case of a, in the case of a race car would. You know, you really, really take that extra, extra burst and you start big. You, you start in such a way that you cannot, it cannot be ignored. Okay, you, you start off and you, you do things and you take time and you make effort that is just so significant to you that it is, it, it cannot be ignored. It, it really gets your attention because it becomes such a high ranking priority for you that there's no way you could ignore it. Okay, so that's it for inertia. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that it's given you something to really think about when it comes to getting started on your journey, getting started with your mini goals, if you insist on the goal term, or projects, if you're like me, and really fully understanding that it is this all is interconnected with regards to our awareness and our perception and our perspective, because when you have that new perspective of starting big and how important that can be and how vital that can be and how amazingly productive that can be just by starting big just through awareness just through perspective you are going to be firing away on all cylinders you are going to be making headway making progress left right and center and it's going to seem effortless it's going to be completely natural it's going to become second nature to you so with that i'm going to say bye for now and i will talk to you again very soon